3: I hope you're doing well.
1: I'm shivering. This is a it's little cold show. Out the there. It's cold. What my happened? I don't pleasing. know, but we better
3: buck up, people, because if this was spring, we'd be loving it.
1: Now you sound like my grandpa. Can't help it. Buck up.
3: Buck up. We're just our skin isn't thick yet.
1: It's our blood.
3: It's our blood. I saw some cows a couple of days ago. And? Curly, heavy fur moving in. It's always means cold
1: They say the squirrel tails are longer And fluffier So that's not good
3: And all over the state They're looking at woolly worm, worms And they're also looking now at the persimmon Now that's
1: That was from last year Yeah you know,
3: They're still doing it though It's still yeah. fun for us Did to you look get the, at the persimmon
1: seeds? We, we The persimmon not seeds yet. we saw Were spoons and forks Lots of that.
3: spoons yeah. Across the state Which means lots of snow Snow We'll see yeah. You never know. It is uh, October eighth. I'm Terry Stacy. That's Denny Smith, uh, Kylan
0: Talley over here producing the show. Good morning. Make Hi. sure to follow us on Facebook. First day with Terry Stacy. You'll see some pictures, with a little preview of what's going on today. Thank, Thank you, you for all of your engagement with us. Do you have any call out? You want to shout out to anyone? <gasps> you know what? The oh, what's her name? We'll do- she asked for your persimmon pudding recipe. Oh, yeah. Oh, and oh I was which so was wonderful. Thank it you. was so good. good. And I'm so happy you got to share that recipe with her. It's there. Amy. Amy oh. Hi,
3: Amy. Thank yes. you for listening this morning. Uh,
0: Amy and Marita. Marita okay. Blessing. Thanks for calling out that persimmon pudding and Amy Pozak, of course. Oh, Thank of you. course, Amy. Thank you for
1: and if you're looking engaging. for persimmon pulp, you can find that at almost any farm store. Tuttle uh,
3: Orchards carries it, uh, t- Tuttle Orchard carries it year round.
1: Wilson's, I'm pretty sure, has it up yeah. north.
3: Hey, how about Wilson's? Wilson's Yoo-hoo. is gonna get to stay in their spot every, up in West. Every Field. once
1: in a while, people win, and the win. government loses.
3: Sometimes, mm. but we all have to stand together when we're cheering for the same thing. Kinda nice that we were a lot of us were cheering for the same thing in that one. Uh
1: there were a lot of vocal people that yeah. were ringing some bells uh, in central Indiana's governmental halls. Yeah. And maybe that helped.
3: And the people listened. They listened and they said, okay, we'll figure out another solution to this. Wilson's so. can stay for, and, we'll, and the Wilson family says, yeah, I know we're going to be here, but I don't know how long. You know, I don't know how long they'll figure out something different and we may lose something. But for a moment, uh, I think it meant a lot to them that everybody showed so much support. Uh, Out at the airport, it is busy, you guys. It is really busy out there. In fact, they're calling this, they say fall may be the new spring break. So, because people are traveling more in the fall.
1: You know, they didn't get a chance to travel and now i think they're finally getting caught up on on their travel gland is swollen up and choked off the blood supply to their the brain. travel gland if we it, all have it and everybody wants to go 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 so.
3: <laughs> through the ninth the airport authority is saying it is the busiest five-day travel period in the airport air, air, airport's history and wow. so they're saying it is a very busy time i love traveling in the fall as if, if you take a if we take one trip a year it used to be we always wanted spring break because we couldn't wait to get to warm weather and then if you take it in the fall then you're just extending the warmness and you're still going to come back to a a cold winter Um, anyway I do love traveling in the fall but there's so many cool things to do right here in Indiana in the fall
1: part of my job I was a road warrior got on a plane on Monday came home on Thursday and lots of flights in between started to recognize flight crews and I I'm really glad I don't have to travel anymore well I just am really glad
3: you love traveling you just travel in your fake airplane (laughs) Airplane.
1: oh and the gyrocopter which you won't fly with me (laughs)
3: no kylan's gonna do it someday i I think i've scared her to death and she won't go with you now (laughs) after she knew she had to sign some sort of documentation oh yeah to sign it was like a 12 page waiver
1: it was not 12 pages it was two pages and it just said that if you if you die Uh, your family can't sue jane yeah i'll Uh, probably die too you know
3: well that's happy talk uh all right listen the colts are home as you know
1: jt's plan.
3: It is chilly if you're out there doing your thing around Lucas Oil Stadium. One o'clock game against the Tennessee Titans. Kylan, did you check? I believe that the roof is open today. No, I,
1: I heard that it was closed.
3: Oh the win, but the window was closed. When uh, can, Kylan's going to check what, on uh, Jim We had the
1: tweets. perfect Sunday last Sunday. I know it. The dumb I butt. I was surprised.
3: But I thought I heard them say last night anyway that he had tweeted out Early that they were going to have the the roof open, window closed, and then the words were dress accordingly. Wow, I could be wrong.
1: I
0: could, you know, I've I've gotten a few things I'm wrong here I'm a the thousand show wrong over here. Wow, look at you. Is it right? Roof open tomorrow and windows closed. Okay, oh. so there Thank you go, you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally, yeah. bring it's going to happen.
3: It's going to happen. Let me see what the temperature is right now. Um, uh, let me look real quick. It's 51. 51 degrees and cloudy skies in downtown Indianapolis. So, yes, address accordingly. Uh, all right. And I guess the big news this week was Jonathan Taylor. How about that? Huge. Yeah, it's Contract huge. Contract
1: extension, $42 million for three years. That's it. So... You know, everybody seems so pig-headed through the whole thing, but in the end, they sort of worked it out.
3: Yeah, I think they did. They had to work it out. I think it just had to be. Uh, Anyway, so it's been a long while, 290 days since Jonathan Taylor played with the Colts, I'm understanding, is what it says in my notes. But uh, whether he will actually...
1: Pressure's play all on today. him now. Yeah, what do what we him. think
3: in the room? Will he play today?
1: Probably. Or will
3: he just have the uniform on and stand on the sidelines?
1: No, he's going to play.
3: I don't know. I don't know. I really hope he does. I, don't want I him was to get doing hers. real well on the
1: roof and the window. <laughs> you yeah. know, at least let me be wrong about a third thing. You know.
3: Also want to mention the African-American Coalition of Indianapolis, uh, the Indianapolis Recorder and our and us, Radio One, are going to be hosting a mayoral mayoral debate focusing on black issues. It's this evening. The debate broadcast is at five o'clock and you can hear that debate on our sister stations, 106.7 WTLC FM, as well as 1310 a.m. So if you're interested in that, that is going to happen. Also coming up this hour, we've got a fantastic fundraiser coming up for Candles Holocaust Museum and Education Center, plus free screenings of a unique play celebrating Dr. Martin Luther King and Anne Frank. And uh, speaking of, well, we're going to do that in just a bit. Speaking of films, Kylan has some information mm-hmm. on one of Heartland Films Festival's Truly Moving Pictures. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. It's and a fun story. That will, And it's one that... For longtime WIBC listeners, this one will be, you'll, you'll remember when we played beep ball. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We played with beat the blind ball school with the blind school for visually impaired players. And it was an incredible time in our lives when we played against them and had some fun with them. But now there's this fantastic documentary. But coming up next, Ephraim Owens. Ephraim lives right here in central Indiana, and his audition on The Voice was fantastic. It was worth all four judges turning their chairs and begging him to be on their team. He could win. We're going to talk uh, to him next as we continue here on the first day on 93 WIBC. Oh my goodness I'm, I mean this guy gives me chills honestly and it, that I just love his voice his name is Ephraim Owens and he's from right here in central Indiana you may know him a I know he's done performances at Grace Church he was so fantastic in his performance during the blind auditions of NBC's The Voice that all four judges all four judges turned their chairs begging him to be on their team and had a chance to talk to him earlier in the week and we just talked about how his life has changed since that show which was literally just a, a a week and a half ago
2: Yeah, it's it's really uh, surreal you know just even from uh, in all most accounts I'm uh, I'm a pretty you know simple guy you know I, I grew up here in Indiana and I've traveled a little bit but for the most part I'm homegrown you know and and I've always loved music and tried a few times at the voice and finally got my opportunity and and to get in front of the coaches and and get a four-chair turn Things have changed. I went from even, you know, from a social media standpoint, I think I had like a thousand people uh, followers. I in about forty eight hours, I got like thirty five thousand. So it's happening really fast. But I'm I'm blessed for this opportunity.
4: Are you well known around here as a performer, and I just didn't know it, or did you come out of nowhere?
2: I can say I, I probably came out of nowhere. You know, I've I've sang, you know, and been involved in church my whole life, so you know, particular churches I'm at from time to time. But other than that, I'm not somebody that's out here gigging and doing different stuff. And so I just finally put myself out there, and it's just been awesome and well-received. And just a lot of people that say similar things, such as yourself, that's excited that you're from Indy and then, you know, was impressed with with my voice, and I'm just blessed to, to be received well.
4: I think I read that you grew up in a musical family. Is that right?
2: Yeah, I grew up. In, in music, um, my, my, both of my parents went to Indiana State, um, and they actually met in a talent show. So my, my dad was singing and my mom was juggling. So then she, then they had, uh, seven kids with all the personalities that we have. Um, but it, I've been baptized, uh, in music. Uh, my grandmother was a performer and very involved in music throughout the city and had many opportunities with excellent uh, vocalist throughout her, her life, and and then she, you know, embarked on just being an awesome mother and grandmother to all my aunts, uncles, and then all my cousins. So music has been, as many as different things and hobbies I've I've been involved in, music has by far been uh, the most consistent and, and stable release and creative opportunity for me my whole life.
4: Who encouraged you to audition for The Voice?
2: I would have to say it's been my wife. The first time I tried was in Chicago in 2011 um, and didn't go very far uh, beyond the, like, live audition portion. Then in 2019, me and three of my brothers actually uh, went downtown when they were here uh, in person. It was always something – that I I wanted to do, I wanted to try, and every single time I just felt like I didn't get my best shot. I'm a person that I, I'm a very passionate person, and hopefully when people hear me, hear my voice, it's not just the, the quality of the voice, but I really desire to make people feel things, and I want people to feel connected to what I'm singing and really me as a person and uh I'd always say if if I could get a shot, if I could get in front of people, I feel like i could I could really position myself to pursue my dream and my wife kept pushing me to do that, and then you know having my my children, I have a four year old Evelyn Ann who got to get on the stage with me for a little yeah. bit, and I have a two year old son you know having the kids, you know it really pushes you to be a great example. And that's the example that I want to leave my kids is that you don't give up on dreams. and things that you're passionate about, you pursue to the best of your ability. And my wife is on board with that. And she constantly pushed me to do that.
4: Ephraim Owens is with us from right here in central Indiana. And he did a fantastic audition during NBC's Blind Auditions of The Voice. How did you decide what song to sing for your audition?
2: Well, you know, Labyrinth is an artist, uh, the writer. It's a song by Labyrinth featuring Emily Sardé. And um, the song really speaks to um, the vulnerability and the pursuit that it takes to um, really open yourself and allow yourself to be open, to be loved and seen uh, to a, from a core standpoint. And that's something that, you know, I try to, again, model uh, with my wife. You know, it, it's, The depth and quality of relationship that I I desire to have is not just, you know, rainbows and unicorns, but it takes a lot of effort um, and vulnerability. And so, you know, me wanting to put my best foot forward and truly be an example of who I am and the values that that I hold dear, um, that song just fit perfectly.
4: Your audition was so good that all four judges turned their chairs around and wanted you. And I thought for sure that you – and I think everybody else thought for sure that you would pick Reba McIntyre to be your coach. But you went with John Legend. Did what he say to you help you decide to go to his team?
2: Yes. There's you know, multiple standpoints. I mean, Reba is a legend. And meeting her is extremely humbling. Um, And, and you know, I, I can't say I get – starstruck often, but she is a person and just as sweet and and as down to earth as any you can ever imagine. Um, And obviously, my wife is a massive fan. um, But, you know, processing, you know, I I went into that not thinking that I was going to get four. I just thought, you know, in my mindset was just all I need is one. All I need is one. And so, but I did think about what if, You know, I did have the option, and I didn't want it to be an emotional thing. Um, I I tried to think it out very, very uh, meticulously. And John Legend is someone that I personally have looked up to as an artist, um, as a father, as a man, for as long as I can remember, uh, as long as he's been putting out music. And what he said to me and some of the encouragement, and and honestly, even some criticisms that you didn't see in all the moment of of what was televised. Um, It was very, very encouraging to me and just really solidified my decision to, to go with him.
4: Your wife and your daughter were with you. Did you celebrate after the oh surely you did. You celebrated after the audition. What'd you do?
2: Definitely celebrated. We we jumped in our our car and got to the hotel. It was just awesome to been with my wife and my daughter and, and then shortly after, I mean, we flew back to Indiana. I got surprised with all my immediate family. I'm one of seven. My siblings and my, my in laws were all at my house and, and celebrating. We've been there before, kind of, because my younger brother, David, was uh, on season 16, 2019. My family knew knew the assignment, and they knew the work that I put in to get there, and it it was just very unbelievable to be received. I I love people. I'm a people person, but definitely family is the most important thing to me. Um, It was very, very uh, heartwarming.
4: You really could win this thing. So, what kind of music do you want to make?
2: I want to make music that anyone can listen to, and I want it to be very relevant to to the uh, emotions and places where you're at. You know, I don't want to say it's it's R and B or it's pop or it's blues or it's jazz or it's. I know that me as a, a as a person, you know, different music fits different emotions and, and times and places in life, and. I want to be a timeless musician.
4: Do you get to have a little break now, uh, a little bit of downtime?
2: Yeah, there's a little bit of downtime, but most of the downtime is going to be, you know, still the wonderful opportunities like this to meet people like yourself. And so I'll, I'll, I'll sleep when I when I can, and, and uh, as much as my two-year-old and four-year-old will let me.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> the Voice airs Mondays and Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on NBC and streams next day on Peacock. And I know everybody here, I hope, will support you, Ephraim Owens. How can they follow you?
2: You absolutely can follow me on social media. It's Ephraim, E-P-H-R-A-I-M, Owens, O-W-E-N-S, official is my Instagram and my TikTok. And please follow me as I put out stuff. I'll definitely keep people posted on uh, the moves and, and things I'm doing.
3: I can't stop liking him and we can support him and continue to support him because he's a fantastic fantastic artist and we wish you the very very best i'm so grateful he was a mixed
1: martial artist Uh, he was a
3: a mma fighter at one time um and i believe and um he's just a Good guy, I think. I really do. And we all, from all of us, we wish him just the best of luck. His journey is just beginning, by the way. I'm pretty sure. It is 1129. We're going to take a break. You're listening to The First Day. Thank you all so much for joining us this morning. 93 WIBC. la, la. la,
0: la, 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 la
3: It is 11:34. Good morning to you, Terry, Stacy, along with Kylan Talley and Denny Smith. Uh, Candles Holocaust Museum and Education Center uh, down in Terre Haute. Denny, have you ever been there?
1: I have not been there. I have. Um, every time I start to go, I'm afraid it's going to bring me down too much, and I... You have to be I prepared. back off. you got to be prepared yeah, for it. right That's mindset
3: right. to go sure. in. Absolutely. But it is um, uh, something I think all of us should see at some point. <clears throat> the great Eva Core, of course, the founder, and she's been on... Uh, we've interviewed her a couple times here on the First Day Show. Kylan,
0: have you ever been down there to Terre Haute to see that call? Co- yeah, again, I've- it's not... I haven't been able to be inside it, but I have been past it and saw the railroad tracks right out front and seen a little bit of their other exhibits. It's a wild thing, and I'm happy that they still preserve it and keep it there, even though it is downing. But.
3: It's, uh, it, it, here's what they're doing. They've got, um, it, by the way, it's Indiana's only Holocaust museum, and they've got their annual fundraiser event coming up on October 12th. It's called An Evening of Light, but there's some special parts of this that are going to uh, go beyond just the fundraiser, and I had a chance to talk to Troy Fears about, first and foremost, the fundraiser coming up.
5: So it's our kind of annual fundraiser, and as you mentioned, Candles is Indiana's only Holocaust museum. And we are physically located in Terre Haute. Eva Kaur was our late founder. He has an exhibit called Eva at the Indiana Historical Society. And that's where we are actually having this annual gathering and looking forward to doing it on Thursday, October the 12th. And we give out some Holocaust educator awards plus some uh, student essay winners from uh, various schools around the state, actually, that applied this year. And, uh, And as you mentioned, we have a very special performance this year. Normally, you know, a typical outing and evening, you may have a guest speaker. This year we decided to do something a little different, and uh, we are going to be uh, having a performance of a professional play called Letters from Anne and Martin. And this is a two-person play with actors from New York City that uh, do this performance, and it's, it's basically they are reading various writings that Anne Frank and Martin Luther King Jr. both wrote. And it's amazing, uh, I've seen this way a couple times now, and it's amazing just the parallels that both Anne Frank and Martin Luther King Jr. had. Obviously, they are you know, legendary figures and lived 5,000 miles apart in different centuries, you know, what they went through. But unbelievable, this, the this the hope that they both had, honestly, as they were going through kind of their, obviously, trials and tribulations and the hatred and discrimination that they, they both were facing in their young lives. And folks can go to CANDLES website, which is CANDLES, C-A-N-D-L-E-S, Holocaust Museum, so Candles, purchase tickets through there. So yeah, we still have a few left. We've been fortunate to have some great sponsors for the event. And so we're going to try to get some students there as well, free of charge, which were, it is a great performance. It was designed and written by uh, the Anne Frank Center, which is in New York. And we're not just doing it Thursday night. We're actually bringing it to Terre Haute and to other Indianapolis locations uh, on other days of the week.
4: Troy Fears is with us, the executive director of Candles Holocaust Museum. Their annual fundraiser, an evening of light, coming up on the 12th. And Troy, you mentioned the student essay contest. Were you a part of the judging process?
5: I was. You know, I uh, prior to joining Candles, I was an educator, the teacher yeah. administrator in, in public schools here in the Terre Haute area, and got to sit in. Yeah, right. We have a committee. That reviews these essays and they're fascinating who these students are writing about. People think and, and they don't realize, you know, what kind of kids are going through these days. And, um, you know, obviously COVID had a big impact on students and still does and the ways that they interact and uh, their emotional and mental health. Um, it's a big deal and, uh, these students, you know, weren't afraid to talk about it in, in these essays. And uh, you know, we're going to be honoring three, we had three winners from all over the state. To be honest with you, um, all three of them come from different schools, and it's, they're. Going to be at the event, and we're looking forward to honoring them. And people can see those essays, those winning essays, on our website as well.
4: Letters from Anne and Martin. The fundraiser Thursday night at the Historical Society, and then on Friday, the presentation will be at Clues Hall.
5: Yeah, that's Friday the thirteenth at 10:30. Uh, on Butler's campus there, it's Clues. It is open, yeah, to any Indiana high school or middle school students and schools that want to come. Uh, we're expecting close to a 1,000 students uh, to be there. Obviously, they need to register through their their school, Needs to register through Butler. And we also have a couple performances on uh, Wednesday, October the 11th. Um, through the Indiana Indy Parks Department, and these are free performances as well. But really, and we just kind of put these together at the last minute for those potential students who are going to be on fall break, but we have a 1 o'clock performance at Brookside Community Center and then a 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, performance at the Kennedy King Center on uh, 17th Street. There in Indianapolis. So okay. those two performances are again in partnership with the Indy Parks Department and are free of charge for students or adults. The play itself is for we say it's uh, really kind of for the ages 12 and up. It really anybody can attend, but uh, there's some sensitive topics that both Martin Luther King and Anne Frank obviously went through. Both for those again performances on Wednesday, the 11th that Brookside Community Center and Kennedy King Center are free of charge.
3: It is 1140, and it should be very interesting and powerful and important. If you'd like to go again, get those tickets, uh, CandlesHolocaustMuseum.org, for more information about those uh, places where you'll be able to see the show Outside of the isn't fundraiser it, coming isn't up, isn't it
1: interesting the parallels between Martin yeah. Luther King and Anne Frank? Totally different generations, totally different situations. I think and it'd yet, be interesting, and yet the parallels.
3: Letters from Anne and Martin. Uh, it is eleven forty-one. That's Danny Smith. I'm Terry Stacy, along with kylan Talley, who's also known as Wisp, out at the great Indiana or Indianapolis Zoo.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we mm-hmm. are still the- Wisping. I am wisping. I'm okay. wisping away right after this too. Oh, are you wisping after this? Mm-hmm. You're gonna yep, put on the orange
1: hair and go to it? And-
0: <laughs> I will. Yep. Yeah. My yellow and orange hair. I Zubu is every day except Monday and Tuesday. So Wednesday through Sunday I'm there hanging out. Um, I'm part of the Leeward sisters. There's three of us. Dependent on which ones you see that day, whether we're off on a seance or oh. if oh, we're at a witch conference or Are you a whatnot. bunch of weirdos? Oh, not, she's going to no, a witch conference. You're just
1: weirdo witches, aren't you? Super fun
0: break, but we can't tell the kids that. Oh, okay. So just sometimes not all of us are <laughs> there. Um, but yes, I'm Wisp. I'm a witch of the wind, so I've got some feathers and little macaws painted on my, on my cloak, I guess, and I... I pretend that they're wings. So whenever little girls come by and they're wearing their butterfly wings, they get to fly around with me. Are
1: adults enjoying it, or are they observers? Are adults participating mm. and dressing up, or are observers? That's why they, they weren't
0: there it? at Zufari zoo, last <laughs>
1: night. <laughs> Is yeah. yeah, the
0: Brufari. The there. great time. Yeah. They. The ones who come with the kids during Zubu, they do most of the time dress up or at least wear something Halloween y, um, whether it's just like a pumpkin shirt. Or What's the whatnot. cutest little outfit you've seen costume this year? Have you seen it? The one that took me most, most by surprise was the Mike Wazowski outfit, the oh, big yeah. green eyeball. <laughs> and I saw a whole family of them yesterday. The oh, whole, like, I love their it. Sully, Mike. Um, You're talking about the Mike the Wazowski, the monsters, uh-huh. that guy. Yep, yeah, okay. Yep. Um, the cutest one, though, we had a little partial but we had some Alice in Wonderland characters come in and oh. i did that alice cocktail experience and so that one that one was a new unique costume feature that i i enjoyed quite a bit
1: how many instagram accounts do you think you were posted on yeah. you, know, you were what the background a fun picture question.
0: i think about yeah. it quite often. Yeah.
1: yeah all the pictures
0: or what scrapbook am i going to be i yeah. people don't really make scrapbooks nowadays but i wonder how many childhood oh. many kids come up to the cauldron and they're like i I missed you I loved you last year and I couldn't wait to see you this year I as my first year doing it was very confused when someone came up and said that but it is true Zubu and other events like this around Indianapolis are are known for that making a childhood and I personally love that and whenever I like to make an experience for the kids we make potions with them with the cauldron so we'll go over to our ingredients stinky potions I don't think the. F-
1: Do they eat them or no? Drink no, 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 oh, no, no, no. Okay.
0: No, it's just a fog machine.
1: Oh, fo- oh yes.
0: Yeah. So it's just like the fog that comes out. It's completely safe. It sometimes is a little stinky. Um, <laughs> the kids are taken by back by that. I just say it's yeah. the kelp ingredient that we added in. Okay. So we'll get some ingredients, and then they can shake it into the cauldron, and we have this moon dew and moon dust and some space rocks and stuff, and I add it in. Oh my god! And then it only makes a foam and or the fog. And the kids get kind of disappointed sometimes. They're like, I don't get to have a candy or a oh, really? treat from this. What's the best
1: wow. age? What, do you wow. like the under five, over five, <laughs> over ten? What Are you sucking them all in or are some of them sort of standoffish?
0: Uh, um, I think it's a pretty good mix so yeah. far. We have seen adults. Adults have come up and played around the cauldron with us and had fun TikTok videos with it. But there have also been, I mean, some of the little toddlers – completely freak out because it's a lot of bright colors and a very intimidating costume when you're used to just normal, average, everyday clothes. But I think it's a pretty good mix so far. All right. So you've been in the hot hot weather. You've
1: been in the 85 degree weather. Today, you're going to be in 57 to 60 degree weather.
0: I got that fall weather. I was slapped by, (laughs) oh my gosh, it was bad. On Thursday, when that first fall day kind of really hit, Mm -hmm. I did not layer up and my hands were ice cold. I couldn't feel my toes. It was pretty rough so now knowing going forward to layer up and still have fun with it which kudos to some of the costumes wearing yeah. little skirts um with the potion whenever I just make a fog
1: well tell folks I where tell, you are you're right in front of pumpkin town and, I am yep right, right, in, right, out,
0: right at the entrance you'll right see the, entrance. the big cauldron but what I tell kids when they do get disappointed that it is just a fog I tell them that it's a Milky Way fog that'll go up into the sky and help make the stars shine brighter so then you can go out oh. in the night and see it with our moon dust.
1: That's so great. Well, you could, and it, that was quick.
0: Uh, thanks. I had to come up with something, which is fun because things like that do happen, where if you go out in the sky, like the Dracoid meteor shower that's happening tonight, it's supposed to peak tonight. If you go out and see <laughs> the meteor shower, it's beautiful. I hope we
3: get to see it. I'm afraid it's well, going to be cloudy. Be, I can't yeah. ever get to see anything. They've been seeing Starlink around lately. Yes. Uh, over in uh, Henry County, they're seeing Starlink a couple nights last week. Yeah, but uh, Kylan, she is Wisp, and she will be performing this afternoon if you're going to Zubu. Uh, Two o'clock, you'll be there? Yep. Get your picture taken with
1: her. We're so proud for you. Yep, she's a beauty.
3: 11.46, when we come back, it's Denny Smith with Investing Sense right here on 93 WIBC.
6: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy.
3: any
0: <laughs> when the road looking, it's far from your miles and miles from your nice warm bed oh, just remember you just remember what your hair said oh you got to bring
1: this is Danny. not the best tuba solo in Yet the whole world
3: got- Happy every week when we play. This you know,
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to the point that I don't believe anybody anymore, ladies. I'm with I you heard, right uh, there. I, I get a regular digest from what the Federal Reserve says. And of course, the, the last FOMC meeting, they opened market committee. They, they sent out this thing that says, nothing to see here, people. Just move along. There's no recession coming. Well, that's the biggest bunch of hogwash I've ever read. And yet, the mainstream media, including most of the banks, are just not reporting anything. But there's one bank that I'm beginning to believe has got it down. And it's a guy by the name of Jim Reed. Jim Reed runs a market uh, economic group for Deutsche Bank. Now, Deutsche Bank's got their hands into all the nonsense you can possibly imagine. But Jim Reed's telling it true, and he says that we're flashing red on four major uh, events or major situations that are taking place in the economy right now and every one of them are saying we've got a recession we may already be in the recession but it's here so i'm going to tell you what the four triggers are today on investing sense and see if you agree with what Speaking jim Speaking reed of triggers, and george <laughs> <Bank>. yeah <laughs> triggers you know what a trigger is right behind you it's <laughs> an emotional trigger <laughs> oh my gosh we got emotional <laughs> you triggers got the behind us. Are here so anyway the inflation spike is trigger number one inflation Speaking spike, of triggers. We, we can figure 77 percent of the time when we have an inflation spike we're going to be going into a recession. And you say, well, that, that's not true. And, and, but 3% of the time, uh, we are going to say that it doesn't happen. But 77% of the time, we can see it that it does happen. An inv- inverted yield curve. Now, Terry, I know that you're a real student of the inverted yield curve. Absolutely. It means that you, if on short term, you get a higher interest rate than if you go long term. So if you go out 10 years and you loan your money to somebody for 10 years, you'd expect to get a higher rate, right? Because yeah. you've tied up your money. You think. That's not the way it works. Right now, if it's six months, you get a higher rate than if you loan it out for 10 months. So again, 75, three out of four times, we're in a recession when that happens. Here's the next one. In the last 18 months, our interest rates have gone up how much? Do you know how much we've gone up?
3: Uh, How much percentage-wise?
1: Percentage-wise.
3: We have gone up 40%.
1: No, 5%, but we've gone from about 2% up to 5%. So even if we look at mortgage rates, 69% of the time we begin a recession when that happens. So here we've had three things so far. We have an inflation spike. We definitely have that. Inflation's up. We have the inverted yield curve. That's up. I mean, that's, that's taking place. And now we have the rapid rise in interest rates. So those three things, three out of four of these triggers have already been tripped. Well, here's the fourth one and it happened this week in a big way you ready for it i'm ready oil prices oh, gasoline yeah. prices are going up and 45 percent of the time when we see the brent crude go up and jimmy reed nailed this for Deutsche bank and uh oh, listen i talk to you, talk like it's the old neighborhood jimmy reed yeah, you know yeah, no yeah, i sure. don't know this guy but i read him and he's nailed it so my guess is do not believe what the federal reserve is telling you ladies and gentlemen Listen to your brother, Denny. He's he's looking at this as objectively as he can. And when we have four of the major triggers that say that we are close to a recession or probably in a recession, we're being we've been bombarded with nonsense. And so don't believe it. I I believe we're very close. And I don't. I'm not in the business of predictions. They get you in more trouble than
3: yes, it will guessing
1: a woman's weight (coughs) um, or age. (laughs) Just don't do that. But I'm telling you, don't be surprised. I'm not going there. That's what I just said. Can we talk about FAFSA? At least that's Please. something fun. Oh yeah,
3: the FAFSA. This is because I was in, this, we got about three minutes or so yeah. to go, but explain a little bit because normally this is FAFSA time.
1: FAFSA time. This is where we fill out an application for student loans and uh, the 2023 uh, window is already closed, but they were supposed to open the 2024, 2025 um, application process as of October 1st. Well, there's been a little bit of a change, and so they've they've postponed it now, and the launch date's only going to be sometime in in uh, December. Oh, no, December. It, normally, it's October 1st. Now, this, by the way, if you have not contacted, if you have student loans, and if you've not contacted your your servicing agents, you should do that because your payments are due in the month of October. It's going to get ugly real quick, and all that money that was going for meals and gifts and travel, it's going to go back to paying for student loans. But FAFSA has changed. Where we are for the 2024, uh, 2025, you've got to log into your Student Aid account. Use the same uh, numbers that you always use for 2023, but you have to submit a new, a new form. You have to a new application every year, and uh, it's all done through the StudentAid.gov account. But that's it, Terry. It's it, The good news is is it's not going to happen on October 1st. It's probably going to be just December 15th or something like that. Okay.
3: Thanks, okay? Denny. You and uh, listen, any questions you have, you can send Denny a note. Denny at WIBC.com. But don't believe we're an not
1: coming into a recession. He
3: answers all the questions the Fed's of plumbing, lying to us. gardening. In fact, we're going to talk about a little fall gardening coming up in the next hour. <laughs> that's but fun stuff. Before we head into the newsroom, I was checking my Powerball numbers. Nobody won last night leaving the third largest prize in the game's history still up for grabs. It's
1: going to be 2 billion before we know. I
3: know. It. Wait, is this right?
0: Oh, Terry. <laughs> yeah, this We're is the 8th, right? You.
3: This was posted on the 8th.
1: All right. So there was no winner last night.
3: I don't think so. All
0: right, Terry, let's head let's go get tickets I'm going
3: to go get that confirmed, but I don't think anybody won.
1: You are so full of beans. I'm going to
3: check. I'm going to double check. Do you check. work for
1: the Federal Reserve?
3: Mm, I do not. Okay. Kylan, how much time? <laughs> Just one minute. Oh, we've got a minute left. That, that doesn't give me enough time to confirm that nobody won last night. I need to look. Uh, coming up in the next hour, Kylan did an awesome interview, had a great conversation about um, beep ball. BEEP, B-E-E-P, ball, which, if you've been a longtime listener of WIBC, you remember Darnell Booker and and the beep ball when we all played uh, Springs during during years of, I don't know what that would be in the 90s, I guess we did that. But we'll talk about it. They've made a documentary, and it's so great, and you'll be able to see it at Heartland Film Festival, which is going on now, by the way. And uh, still another week to go of that one, and we'll have more details for you coming up. After today's top stories... You're listening to The First Day. Thanks for joining us this morning on 93 WIBC.